news. Real kids, real questions. Hi, and welcome to Kids Cues. We're so glad you're with us today. And many of you are listening in your classrooms right now. I'm Kate. And I'm Dylan. And today we'll be stepping into the future. That's right. We're talking robots and robotics. When we think about robots, many of us imagine what we see in the movies, like Star Wars. Yeah, you know, R2-D2. And C-3PO. And what about the Terminator? Hmm, not exactly a friendly robot, though. No. So we did a little bit of research and discovered that the term robot was first used a hundred years ago in a play in the Czech Republic. And it came from a word meaning slave. Well, that's interesting, because many of us know today that robots actually do work kind of as slaves in many areas, such as hospitals and mining. Yeah. And some of them are humanoid robots, so they look very much like people, and it's very creepy. Very creepy, actually. I don't like it. (laughs) And I didn't realise this, but WA is actually a bit of a world leader in this area. So today, we're beyond excited to have another amazing expert for you, the Chief Scientist of Western Australia. Professor Peter Clinken, we're thrilled you could chat with us on Kids Cues today. Why, thank you. It's lovely to be here. Yes, well, thanks for your time. And as WA's top scientist, you must be super busy. So could you please explain for us kids, what is the role of the state's chief scientist? Oh, gosh. Well, there's three bits to my role. Uh, The first bit is any minister or any person in the public sector, a senior person, who's got questions about science and technology, they can come and ask me uh, to explain that to them and to give them some advice. So my, my, my main role is really to provide advice. The second part of my role is when I can say, guys, have you thought about this? I think there's some great opportunities here, or I think there might be a, pos- a potential problem. Um, you know, uh, let me come and explain that to you. And then the third part of my job is to do what they call the chief cheerleader role, and that is to talk to the community, talk to people about science, and talk to people like you about the questions that you've got around science and technology. It's the best job in the world. Yes, I can imagine. So basically you advise the important people on all things science, especially innovation, and suggest ideas and talk to some of us about what science is all about. That's exactly right. You've got it in a nutshell. Well done. Well, one area kids especially find really fascinating is robots. And the Year Mm -hmm. Fives at Pointer Primary School would love to ask you some questions. Alrighty, go for it. First up, we have Samuel. How will robots be used in the future, and are there already robots with jobs? Well, that's a great question, Samuel. There are robots being used already. You might have seen robots that are actually sent in to collect, say, dangerous chemicals. When there's an area that's really dangerous and humans shouldn't be in there, people will actually send robots in because they can actually do some of the unsafe work. I've actually seen a robotic drill where uh, in a mine up in the Pilbara, there's a drill that goes along and actually drills into, into the rock. But that's actually been controlled by someone here in Perth. So, you know, you can see where robots are already being used and they're going to be used increasingly in the future. So it's really cool that robots can do some things that humans aren't able to, which means we don't have to take dangerous risks. But for many people, the idea of taking a person's job away is a big worry. And that's what Aaliyah has a question about. 
What would happen to humans who are losing their jobs and are poor because of the robots who are taking over in the future? The way we're using robots at the moment is to replace a lot of repetitive work and dangerous work. And, uh, you know, most people would think that's a good thing, but there will be people whose jobs will get replaced. And so that's where education becomes really, really important. So there are new jobs that are being created all the time. And so education will allow people to move into new jobs. And so for students coming through, this is a really important process to have the skills for future jobs. But the real challenge is for people who have lost their jobs and then need to be retrained. Then we need to make sure that we're providing those people with all the skills necessary so they can participate in, in the new jobs that are coming along. So you're saying that it probably won't be like such a big impact, but we'll have to have the resources to retrain people as well? That's exactly right. And so what we're seeing is that robots are not replacing people's jobs completely. They might replace a part of their job, a dangerous part of their job or a boring part of their job. Okay, And so, you know, those people are still employed. They're still doing things. Um, But, you know, there might be some particular jobs that people are, are replaced completely. So it's important that those people are then retrained and have the skills to do other jobs. And Lola would like to know other ways in which robots could impact the future. Will robots affect the environment and if so, how? So robots basically will, will do what we tell them to. So will they have an impact on, uh, on the environment? Uh, everything on Earth has an impact on the environment. So it's important that we as humans make sure that the robots are doing the best things to minimise any damage to the environment. And I can see that wise use of, of, of robots will certainly get around those problems. Yeah, well, it's great to know that we're not done for in climate change if we do get robots. But it's great to know that robots could even maybe be a part of a solution for climate change one day. One would hope so, exactly. That would be a win-win for everyone. Exactly. Good call. I like it. <laughs> so the next question comes from Daniela. How complicated will building and programming robots get as we know more about them? Building and programming robots is not easy, but we do have the skills to do that. You need to have very smart people who have had lots of training to do that. But as they learn more and more about the robots that they're building, they will get more and more information as well. And so they will be able to generate more and more sophisticated robots. So we're learning all the time. And I think that's one of the great uh, opportunities that's in front of us because it's a fast evolving world. You know, this whole area of robotics is developing at a very rapid rate. So basically, robots can be as smart as the clever people who create them. But Martha wants to know if they could one day experience emotions. In the future, do you think robots will have feelings? Will they have their own pets? It's possible the robots may have feelings in the future, but at this stage, I would say it's unlikely. Um, We as humans, we still don't really understand our own emotions. How are they controlled? What happens to them? And so if we don't understand uh, what's going on even within us as humans, how are we likely to be able to put that into a robot? So I think that's a, if, it, if it happens at all, it's a long way off in the future. Yeah, well, personally, I think it's a bit creepy if robots did have feelings. <laughs> but, but then again, my dog has behaved very badly, so a robotic pet might not be such a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's not such a bad idea. It would, well, I would, like it. It would save some vet bills too. <laughs> uh, right, I get that. This next question comes from Tess, and it's something that many of us probably have thought about. Could robots outsmart us? Will a robot be able to have the same amount of intelligence as a human brain, and how? Well, at the moment, robots can actually do some calculations faster than we can as humans. So it shows that we can program robots to do things that are probably faster than humans, but we won't be able to program them, as I said in the previous question, and we won't be able to program them around creativity. These are things that are very much skills that we as humans have got. We don't completely understand them, so it would be very difficult to put them into a robot. What classifies as a robot? Would you say that calculators are a type of robot because they can do equations really fast? Yeah, that's correct. So your definition of a robot is really important. You know, is a supercomputer a robot? Well, you could argue in a way it is because you're, you know, you're providing information to the supercomputer and it is providing results much faster than, than a human can. So in a way it is. A robot doesn't necessarily have to be uh, like we see in, in Star Wars or, or something like that. So hopefully robots won't be taking over the world anytime soon, I'd say. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, I, I, I'd have to agree with you. I don't think robots will be taking over the world anytime soon. At the moment, everything is, is reliant on humans programming the robots to actually do what we want them to do. Yeah, and they certainly can improve the world. But before you go, I want to ask one more question that I think we all know the answer of already. Do you like robots? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, yeah, well, that's a really good question as well. Depends I, on what I, I, type I, of robot. Type of robot, yeah, exactly. I like what robots do, right? Because I, I can see how they're very, very helpful and how they can actually make life a lot easier, safer and better for humans. Um, but you know, I don't have a, an emotional connection with a robot yet. <laughs> well, I'd be pretty worried if you liked the Terminator. Um, <laughs> but it's so it's so interesting hearing about the possibilities of the future. Professor Peter Clinken, thanks so much for joining us today on Kids Cues. Uh, it's you. my pleasure. And what a wonderful job you guys did in orchestrating all of this. And the questions were absolutely superb. So thank you for having me on, guys. And thanks to all the Year 5s from Pointer Primary School. We hope you can join us again next week for Kids Cues, when we're going to discuss an issue you may have spoken about in your classrooms before. Cyber safety. Join us then to find out how to know if you're being hacked and how to beat cyberbullying, especially when doing one of our favourite things... Gaming. If you would like to contact Kids Cues, it's easy. Just send an email to kids at thewest.com.au. And don't forget to tell your friends to tune in. Well, that's it from us. Until then, bye for now. Kids Cues, brought to you by the West Australian's Ed Magazine and 7 West Media Education.